0: Hi, guys. Welcome to Self-Care Sundays. This is Hannah Naz, and today we have a very special guest all the way from the US, Grant.
1: Hello. How are (laughs) you?
0: Good. Thank you, Grant. How are you?
1: I am doing awesome. Thank you both so much for having me here. I appreciate it.
0: Thank you so much for joining us. We're super excited about this episode. Just for us to get started and for our audience, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do?
1: yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know again, my name is Grant. I'm from Wilmington, Delaware, in the United States. It's on the East coast, right right outside of Philadelphia. That's probably the closest landmark city that that people could know of. So myself, I am an online business owner. I actually do affiliate marketing, online marketing. Um, I do some online sales as well. And I've just recently gotten into the, the NFT space in the last probably three or four months. And basically just I know how to do online marketing. So I really wanted to, you know, create a content channel based on beginner NFT stuff because when I got into the space, I was very unclear about you know how to proceed through it. And I know basically everyone's new to it at this point point. they could use some guidance. So that's kind of the the little backstory there.
2: That's exactly what we wanted to talk to you about. Cause I'm I'm lost anytime anyone mentions NFTs. I think me and Hannah have had a lot of conversations and I'm just like, what? What is the metaverse? What are you talking about? (laughs) Everything in the digital space just confuses me. So we're really excited to record this episode with you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, And it it can definitely be that way for a lot of people. I I experienced the same exact thing when I got into it. I was like, man, what is what is going on here? Again, I had trouble finding clear answers to my questions. So that was my, my kind of goal is to be able to convey that in a way that, that I can to other beginners. So.
0: Perfect. So just to start off, what is an NFT?
1: So, an NFT—the actual term for it—stands for a non-fungible token. And at a very simplistic level, you know, without getting kind of too deep into the complexities of it, is basically you can verify a digital asset on what's called the blockchain. So it's it's newer technology, but essentially you can have a certification on the digital asset, and you can prove that you know this particular digital asset is. The original, there's no other like it. You can't exchange it one for one, so um, it's unique into itself.
0: So, what can people buy in the NFT market?
1: So, currently, right now, mostly what you see is probably the the pictures, right? Everyone kind of looks at them as you know the, the famous ones, the the apes, um, or you know any other kind of character that you see but that's just kind of scratching the surface of it. There's definitely other ways that it's being used as far as um, music creation or ways for people who do music to own their own content. And it showed in gaming, you know, that's kind of a big thing as well as being able to have kind of like play to earn NFT style games. The technology I feel is going to broaden out into more everyday life, the more and more that people become aware of it. So, but mainly right now, I think what most people will see is kind of the buying and selling of these pictures that you see going around.
2: Yeah, I was um, reading an article that Grimes, who I think is Elon Musk's partner, it's sort of like million worth of digital art as NFTs. I mean, that's a lot of money for art that lives on the internet. I've also heard people selling their tweets for a lot of money as NFTs as well. So (laughs) it's definitely broad.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it really is. It's kind of hard to to wrap your mind around it, but. Basically, you know, anything that's been on the internet, you can never necessarily certify it, or I should say digital, not necessarily just the internet, but anything digitally, you can never really put like that, you know, stamp of certification and say, this is the original, like, for example, you could the the Mona Lisa, right, like just a famous example would be in that museum, you know, it's got you know, that's the one because it's certified. Um, you're never able to do that with digital assets. And now that's that's something that's possible. And again, that's just, you know, we're kind of just scratching the surface here of what it really could turn into and, and where it goes, you know, who knows, but we're just at the beginning of it all. So it's exciting.
2: Yeah, and I think that was one of my biggest questions around NFT art. Like, it, how does it compare to collecting art in the physical world? Because as you said, like, if somebody buys a Mona Lisa, in the physical world, you know, from an auction or something, they, they own it as a physical object. And even when prints are created, because people often make prints of, you know, valuable arts, like people know that it's just a copy, like there's a way of figuring that out. I don't know, some people made a career out of that. But in terms of like digital arts, if you download that digital art, isn't it just exactly the same? Like it's the same and there's no way of actually knowing if it's a copy. So what's the benefit? Like is it, you know, how, how does the ownership work?
1: Basically, there's what's called the, the metadata, which is stored on the blockchain. And now there's different blockchains. You know, Mainly when you're talking NFTs, you're going to be talking about Ethereum, which is a blockchain. And essentially, you're storing data on the blockchain. And just due to the technology, it can't be altered and it can't be changed. I mean, once it's put there, it's as good as permanent. Even something in real life, I mean, people could fake a certification. I mean markets fake quite frequently honestly you know you can come up with a certificate that says this is authentic but that doesn't necessarily mean it's true where in this digital world i mean if it's if it's on the blockchain it, it can't be changed it can't be altered just due to the nature of the technology so even if someone were to you know kind of the, you know, right click or save it to their computer however people phrase it you know, or screenshot it you can't go ahead and do anything with it because owning the actual nft itself can provide not only the proof of ownership to you, but oftentimes what brings value with it is there's what's called utilities that come with owning the actual NFT itself. So, I mean, it, it depends. There's The projects have different things. Some people for art, right? And then you're collecting based on just the, the artist um, and what they have. But then a lot of these, you know, projects—they say if you own this, you now get access to X, Y, and Z. Sometimes that's gaming. Sometimes that's you know receiving rewards for holding it, and that can vary in in different ways.
2: I assume there would be two main purposes. And correct me if I'm wrong. Of like owning NFT art, it's like one—it gives you kind of like bragging rights, you know, to say that, oh, I've I own an NFT produced by Kanye or, or something. Do <laughs> you know what I mean? And and then yep. you have bragging rights for that NFT. But then some people also will would buy NFTs, I assume, so that they can resell it at a higher value. So, like, how do you know the value of an NFT? How would you figure that out?
1: Well, you're certainly right in the first part there, right? We're all we have vanity is a part of the human experience, right? Um, so it can definitely be a, a status symbol. You know, you own this this piece of digital art, and it's you know, for example, like the Board Ape Yacht Club. Everyone knows it's probably the most famous one. They're worth hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars, right? And you have one of those as your Twitter profile picture, I guess. People could look at you in a certain way. So there's certainly that that vanity aspect of it. Now, as far as determining the value, it's supply and demand, really. If there's a certain amount of people that, you know, just for very simplistic terms, if someone created an NFT collection of a thousand and it Produces certain utilities or benefits for the holders of those NFTs. If there's five thousand people that want that one thousand, you know, the market kind of sets itself. So it's really just it's supply and demand for those particular NFT projects or that particular NFT collection is what's going to determine the value. But a lot of times that can be based off, you know, either just hype around it or the actual benefits of holding it. And it can be very difficult to determine which ones are going to be successful and not. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. So let's just say I've you know, bought an NFT and it might not be you know, the ones that are worth a lot. When does it start increasing in value? So when can I you know, flip it and make more money from it?
1: So as far as a huge, huge disclaimer, right, I'm not giving financial advice in any sort of way, but it's hard to say that it ever will. You know, if you buy one, there's a chance that it goes to nothing. It is extremely volatile. And I think one thing that's important to note, as more people have been coming into the space, it's still really, really early on. But there's been a lot of different of these collections released. And my gut feeling, and I think most people would agree, is that probably 90 to 95 percent of these won't hold their value long term. So you definitely want to do your research. Um, there's no guarantee that it will increase in price over time. And that's why you really want to become educated on what to look for in these sort of collections and projects. Or if you're not worried about making money, do you actually like the art part of it? Or do you want to support the cause that they have? And maybe money making money is not a factor. There's no sort of guarantee that any particular one will you know, rise in price for you to actually make any sort of money on if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, yeah, that Mm. definitely does. I created a digital artwork last year. I just needed to mint it and put it on like OpenSea, but I was a bit nervous because I was just like, okay, how are people going to know about my NFT? You know, like how are people going to know about my collection? So I held off. If you are wanting to create an NFT, do you need to market as well? Or is it just about luck?
1: I mean, I guess it depends what your goals with it actually is, right? I mean, I'm sure there's some people that just like, you know, creating their artworks and, you know, minting it as an NFT and putting it out there. And maybe someone kind of random passerby will look and go, hey, I want that, right? More than likely, though, marketing is a huge part of it. You really want to make sure, kind of like anything, right? You have a a product that provides a certain benefit to a certain person, um, and you want to find who that person is and get your message in front of them. So marketing is certainly a huge part of it. And having a lack of marketing can really cause a project to not do well. If they put all this time and effort in and they don't have proper marketing, and then you launch your collection... It doesn't sell out maybe, or it doesn't do as well as people had expected. Now, the holders who actually purchased it are left with the choice. Do I hang on to this thing and hope it, it increases in value? Or maybe there's not quite the demand. Do I get rid of it? And you'll see the, the price fall quite quickly a lot of times in that case. So, I mean, marketing is super important. All of that to be said, though, depending on what you know, the person who's creating the NFT's goals with them actually are.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you think luck has something to do with it as well? Because I've seen a a young kid, you know, in Indonesia made a million dollars selling his selfies. So people see that and they're like, okay, (laughs) what's going on?
1: Uh, Yeah. I mean, there's some things honestly that that maybe not be explained. I don't know that one in particular, but you know, the internet's a a crazy place. I, I wouldn't put it past that. I mean, that particular case, that might be kind of luck, but I'd be interested to see what he was doing to really garner that sort of attention. You know, for some reason, people found it valuable, right? And if there's a market for it, for whatever that reason is, there. You know, if you've got one of something and ten people want it, there, <laughs> you know, the, the price is going to go up on it.
2: Yeah, and I guess it kind of depends on who's selling the NFT as well and how influential they are. Because I suppose if you know millions of people are wanting to buy someone's selfie, then that person is has a big social media presence, for example. Does it also matter who has previously owned that NFT? Like I would assume buying and trying to resell an NFT from, from someone who has a big name for themselves, you're more likely to make that, to sell that NFT for a higher price
1: Yes, I guess in some circumstances possibly I think it is worth noting as well that a lot of this um you know kind of just the the technology in general it's not like when you're buying and purchasing these if you don't choose to put your name on anything I mean a lot of these people that are making millions of dollars in NFTs I mean you have no idea who they really are you can just kind of see their their wallet address and the transactions they've done because it's stored on the blockchain so anyone can look at the transaction history but doesn't necessarily mean you know who that person is. Yeah, I guess theoretically, if you're like I don't know, Shaq is in NFT, Shaquille O'Neal. You know, I guess if someone was like, "Hey, he's owned this. I want to buy it off him just because he's owned it." I guess that's, <laughs> you know, that's something <laughs> to do. But I don't know that that guarantees any sort of value for you after that, right? Does the person who wants to buy it off you that care that Shaq owned it <laughs> before you? You know.
2: And you talked before about utility as well, so I assume that some. NFTs will have more benefits to the user what are some of those benefits when you buy an NFT what can you do with it or you know does it depend on what type of NFT it is or
1: yeah so there's been various different things that that I've come across I mean there's some that kind of grants you access to possibly a a metaverse that they want to create or some sort of game that they're developing I've seen some people and go kind of the information route like hey I've got X information that could be valuable to you. If you hold this NFT, you get access to this information. Or some people have live events, you know, just for the holders of that that NFT. There's various different things and it. That goes into always, I mean, what's your specific goal with? I mean, what's important to you when buying an NFT? Me, I don't care about playing games on, on the computer. You know what I mean? So typically, I'm not going to be holding anything that has that as a benefit, me i do believe that information can be valuable so i would look into things where you know just for example i've come across one where it's a group of experienced people in the nft trading space i guess they give more you know exclusive information to people who hold their nft so that'd be something i'd be interested in right just because that's my interest but maybe going to live events with other people in the community of the nft is important to you and it's it's really all just it's very subjective to what's important to you and there's many utilities. And that kind of goes back to the original question of marketing, right? Anytime you have a product, you know, you want to provide a solution for kind of a specific person. And some people go, I want to get these people that want to be in live events with a good community. And I'll build my kind of product and my marketing campaign around that. You know, so the utilities can vary greatly between it all. And I'm sure there's more to come or more that I can't even mention here, you know.
2: You mentioned something about the metaverse. What? Is it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it is definitely a a complex kind of thing to describe, but I think a misconception is that the metaverse is kind of like one kind of central place where really it's just there can be a bunch of different metaverses. Um, for example, like two of the main ones are the Central Land and what's called Sandbox, and they're their own little kind of worlds, like virtual worlds that you can kind of explore and and do things in so it's not necessarily one blanket like this is the metaverse and everyone operates inside of it these different kind of projects create their own metaverse and they have their own experience in there and you know what they choose to have in that particular metaverse is is up to them and again that'll be what's important to you in a metaverse you know is it playing games is it connecting with other people and I think we're even really just at the beginning stages of that. I know there's some metaverses that are in development, but yeah, it's just a a place where people can connect virtually. But I think, again, the big misconception is it's one kind of like one place overall, when in reality, there's multiple different ones.
0: Just for our audience or anyone out there who wants to buy an NFT and doesn't know where to begin or what to do. Can you walk us through the process of how to purchase your first NFT on OpenSeam, for example?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I would say first and foremost, right, before, and I would encourage us in any space, before spending any sort of money, always educate yourself first. If you still have to be questioned, questioning, you know, what is this or... How does this all work? Do the research, right? But assuming you've done your research and you're at that point. So, what you would set up is basically a crypto wallet. And the main one that is used for Ethereum is called MetaMask. It's just a Google Chrome extension. You type right into Google MetaMask wallet extension. You create this wallet, and basically, you can tie that to OpenSea. So, this is what you use to actually kind of execute your transactions. And then it stores, you know, your cryptocurrency or the NFTs that you purchase. So once you have that wallet set up, it's very easy to connect right to OpenSea. You would basically just go to I know, Coinbase.com or crypto.com or Binance, any of these exchanges where you actually purchase, you know, Ethereum in this case you then transfer it to your metamask wallet so you have funds in there then you go on opensea and you can you can pick one that you would like or you think is you know has some utility that that you like and you can you know purchase that and the metamask wallet you know will kind of complete the transaction it'll you know transfer the cryptocurrency to where it needs to be and you'll receive the nft into your your metamask wallet okay.
2: so is opensea like an app that you can download or
1: yes i well, I do believe it's an app. I do everything on my computer to be honest. So I mean it's just io. Yeah, I believe they do have an app that you can hook up on your phone, but it's basically just a marketplace, you know, like a secondary marketplace essentially. Like going to the mall for NFTs kind of, you know. There's a bunch of different, you know, categories and and different ones and you can kind of browse and and this is a place that they're listed and exchanged.
0: For me personally, like the Ethereum gas fees are a little bit too high. So yeah, (laughs) so I decided to purchase some of my NFTs from the Solana network. and So like basically no gas fees. But am I disadvantaged buying NFTs from the Solana network rather than the Ethereum network if I'm trying to flip it later?
1: Not necessarily. I would say currently just the, I guess what the risks are a little lower. You're just operating like just to, i mean ethereum i think today was somewhere i didn't i actually didn't check it today somewhere around like $3000 where you know one solana is $100 so you're kind of operating on on lower cost for the most part a little less risky like you said the gas fees or transaction fees are significantly cheaper so i actually think they're really good to to kind of get started and and get your feet wet with it because i mean you could go and spend a couple hundred dollars in transaction fees just to actually purchase an NFT through Ethereum or on OpenSea. Yeah. So I'm guessing from Solana, you went to Magic Eden, I, I think it would be.
0: I used Soulflare, yeah. but then I, as a wallet, but then I bought it from Solana Art.
1: Solana Art, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so th- there's another one, like the one I was saying, Magic Eden. It's just basically like a, a marketplace or like Solana Art is. But no, I mean, I think Solana's got a really good chance of... I don't want to say necessarily in any sort of time frame, but being right there with Ethereum, I mean they've got they've got a good product. You know the the transaction fees again, the gas fees are significantly cheaper, and I think that's very appealing to people. Yeah, and um, they're doing pretty well in the NFT space. Um, again, it's just you're operating it at, at lower costs, kind of all the way around. So you know less risk, less reward. But, <laughs> you know, OpenSea is high risk, can be high reward. You know, you can lose a lot of money doing things on Ethereum and OpenSea if you're not sure what you're doing.
0: Yeah, I think for just for my first few NFTs, I thought, I don't want to spend that much because I'm not really sure what this is going to be. or I'm not really sure if it's going to be worth yeah.
1: anything. So yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, if anyone's, trying to get into it and they really want to be like kind of flipping and trading and be in that sort of space where they're not just, you know, buying these to hold them for long-term investment type of things. Solana is a perfect place to start. Again, I mean, if you got, you know, hundred or $200 and you want to take a crack at, you know, kind of flipping them and, and seeing how all that works with a little less risk, you know, you can kind of sharpen your skills there. And then maybe if you understand a bit more then maybe you go to OpenSea and you try to make a bit more money on on flipping. But again, it's all just comes down to, to really being educated on it all and taking your time to do the research. I think a, just a huge problem in the whole space is everyone's a beginner. Not everyone really understands what's going on and it's very volatile and risky money-wise, you know? So just doing the proper research first is, is gonna put you in the best position possible.
0: Yeah, 100%. Can you tell us a little bit about your TikTok channel, you know, NFT for the number four beginner, what you do there, and if there's any other resources that you have that our audience can kind of get from you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So on that channel, um, you know, I really just want to be relaying the information that I'm learning in, I try to do it in a simple way that, you know, people can relate to. I know that When I first started looking into NFTs and TikTok's a platform that I've used for my business and other avenues like other TikTok channels. So I was familiar with the platform, but so I was just looking into it on there. And I saw a lot of people talking about, you know, using big words and making hundreds of thousands of dollars or millions of dollars. I'm like, man, what is going on here? And I figured I can't be the only one feeling this way. So, you know, using the experience I had on the app, I kind of created a, a plan. I'm like, look, I'm sure there's an, there's people just like me and how can I reach them? Well, let me be very beginner friendly with it and just kind of, here's some words you need to look out for. Here's some how you do project research. Here's some terms you should know. And really just trying to deliver it in a way that, that people can just kind of dip their toe in and, and see what's going on. And then as far as resources, I do have a, a Discord that I started recently and you know, I've got an ebook I, um, you know, was able to put together with the help of a, another team there. And I have a, a cheat sheet that just some kind of like an NFT glossary and some tools you can use. And really, I just want to provide very fundamental level information for people getting in the space because I know, again, how important educating or being educated in the space is because when you're putting your your money on the line, you really want to make sure you you know what you're doing. And the space can be a bit predatory you know there's <laughs> where there's new people and a lot of money floating around and it's the internet scammers are going to be around and I see people losing money left and right with simple mistakes that, that they could avoid you know so really just trying to help beginners just get that foundational knowledge so they can navigate this space a little more safely is, is kind of the main goal
0: yeah and so just to like I know there's a lot of scams but what's what's a scam that you've seen or that our audience can look out for? Like, what are the things that are happening?
1: Yeah. Well, first and foremost, I think the biggest, you know, scammer, when you create these crypto wallets, they give you what's called a seed phrase. It's basically like a 12 word, you know, 12 random words, essentially. And that's how you can, you know, kind of gain access back to your wallet. A lot of times in Discord, there will be people who make profiles that look exactly like the You know, you're in a a Discord for a project, and you'll see the the moderator or the head person there. There'll be profiles that are scam profiles that look exactly like it. They'll say, "Hey, you know, the the mint has gone live now, and you can buy your NFT." They'll send DMs to people, and it'll look real. And then you'll click on the website, and it'll look exactly like you know the website that you've been looking at when doing your research. And you know, if you give your they'll eventually ask you to like maybe connect your wallet or give you the phrase to verify that your wallet's good. And, you know, people do it and it's, it's something that can be easily avoided, but that's just an example of, you know, people not knowing, you know, don't ever answer a DM on your discord. If someone's, you know, emailing or DMing you saying, Hey, the mint is live. It's 99.99% of the time it's going to be a scam. But I mean, it's like I said, everyone's so new. People just don't know this stuff. And scammers, they're clever, man. (laughs) They're really clever as legit as possible. And it it can be a scam.
0: Yeah. Discord's a little bit tricky because there's, you know, there's groups that are really beneficial and you can get a lot of knowledge. But then like, on the other hand, there's a lot of scammers and a lot of dodgy people. So how do you kind of distinguish what's going on?
1: It's just kind of experience, really just kind of being in there and saying, I would say, and you'll see this across the board, at least in the NFT side of Discord. I'm not really in any other Discords, um, so I'm not sure, but at least in the NFT kind of Discord space, any project um, in their Discord channel will have a bot. Most of it, they'll post it or a bot will post it probably once an hour saying, we'll never DM you, don't ever answer a DM. You just have to be aware of that sort of stuff and, and really pay attention. Or if people are, you know, in the general, you know, kind of chat area, spam and links, just be safe. Don't click it. No one on there is going to be, you know, that's typing in the general chat is going to be giving you anything that that you're really looking for. You always just want to stick to what the channel, like the project channel says, um, a lot of times they'll have like an official link section, and that's where you want to go to click anything that you're going to click. So it's really just just being careful and overly overly cautious is is the best way to do it.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent. And just for our audience and about the ebooks that you were mentioning earlier and your discord, where can
1: they find that? If you go right to my my TikTok channel, it's nft for beginner you can just click the link, rate right my bio there. And I do. I did kind of want to put an extra vetting purpose. I mean, I do online marketing, so I like to collect email addresses. It's the easiest way that I can then re-communicate with my audience. So you'll enter your email address, and then I'll send you a, a Discord invite over right in right your email, and you can join that way. And I'm hoping that that prevents kind of bots from getting in there as well, because there is a lot of bots in Discord. So I think that kind of extra layer, it's probably stunting the growth of the community a little bit, but I'm okay with that. Um, I'd rather just know it's, it's everyone in there that, you know, they kind of went through a little bit of a process to get there. And then right within that Discord, there's educational resources.
0: Perfect. Sounds amazing. Thank you so much, Grant, for joining us. we yeah. definitely
2: benefited today.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
2: Thanks, Grant. I, I feel like I definitely got the flavor of NFTs now and ready to get started. So thanks for your time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you both so much. And uh, hop on in the Discord if you guys want to learn a little bit. There's free educational resources in there that you can take a peek at. Um, again, very beginner level, beginner friendly, but it's a, it's a good way to get started.
0: Now, definitely will do. Thank you so much. And for our audience, please check out Grant's TikTok, which is NFT for the number four beginner. And make sure you check out our Instagram too, Self Care Sundays Pod, Sundays with a Z. Yeah, thanks again, Grant. <laughs>